0: Welcome back to another episode of Weebs and Weights, the podcast interviews edition. We have Dan Hevia from powerspike.tv. He was the director of accounts and partnerships and also a collector of hats. He wanted to make sure that everyone knew that one. I met Dan at PAX East, uh, last year and he was the MC. I, Dan don't hurt me. He was leading a panel about brands and influencers, but I stayed out for like an hour waiting just to shake this man's hand, give him my card and kind of talk to him. I, uh, reached out asked him to be on the podcast and he didn't even blink an eye at it and he wanted in the first part of the whole thing i forgot to almost record because we were just talking and catching up it kind of just flowed into its own little conversation if you guys do like this conversation style please let us know and we'll just try to make sure that it flows that way normally a little bit about dan before we get right into it okay dan has been in the gaming industry for eons He was doing freelance, writing on articles on games. He was doing live interviews for PAX and Comic-Cons, all those kinds of things. Then he ended up going up into 505 Games, and he worked with them. And if you don't know who they are, they've made a lot of really good games and then some. And then from there, he went on to Power Spike. And now, the man's a legend. So I really hope you guys enjoyed. We've gotten together and recorded this right before the Olympia. So you'll hear some of that talk, even though it already happened. And uh, unfortunately we were both very let down by the results, but at the same time, it was Phil's fault. I hope he doesn't hear this. Make sure you check out Dan on Twitter, on Instagram, on any other socials that he does have. They're going to be down below if you're on YouTube. And if you're on the podcast, we'll make sure we'll have them in the description as well. Have a very, very, very happy holidays and a Merry Christmas to all of those who do celebrate. All right, we're gonna take a break next week and we're gonna give everybody the time to just kind of relax, see family, hang out for a little bit, and we'll be back in the new year. Happy New Year's. See you guys in twenty twenty one.
1: What's up, Nick? Dan, how we doing, man? Good. How's it going, man?
0: Good. How you doing? Hanging in there.
1: Good. We got a bunch of snow. So
0: Yeah, I'm staring at it as we speak too. We're at yeah. like, I don't know, twelve now, something like that. We're out a foot already.
1: Yeah, I knew once I didn't hear the shovels like hitting the ground this morning that my neighbors were like, fuck it. And I was like, same. Yeah, 100%. I'm not, I'm not dealing with it. Yeah, 100%. It. I'm, I'm like the, the responsible son, which my father never thought was going to fucking happen. Trust yep. me. Like, when I was <laughs> in high school, he was like, do you do drugs? I'm like, no. I was like, I'm just bored. Like, relax. <laughs>
0: that's where video games came in. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, it was... that's That had a lot to do with it. It was... But the crazy thing was, was that we were not necessarily financially stable enough. Uh-huh. So like I was at friends houses, like fucking with Tony Hawk on their PlayStation. Oh yeah, baby. Yeah. And it wasn't until like, I mean, you know, getting out of high school, getting your own job and stuff that I was turned around and it was like, okay, well I got a PlayStation two for my firehouse. And then we would have competitions with SSX tricky at the firehouse. And it would be like, <laughs> we'd like call each other and be like I have a new record on Garibaldi go fuck yourself yes. and like,
2: like no, then like awesome. the other
1: guy comes running to run into the firehouse to see like the high score and like damn it so then they're stuck there doing stuff and you're like Jesus Christ that's and it's awesome. just like a back and forth the the older members of the firehouse got really tired of it I'm they sure were like, yeah they were like oh, are just yeah. playing video games and I was like we're also like we also have the fastest response time out of anybody in this town because we're always here. Yeah, and we're always on the nozzle and we knock down fires. So oh, fuck, like, yeah,
0: and that, and and your brain staying stimulated, so you guys are ready to react anyways. You know, like you're ready. Yeah, to react. You like
1: it, it never it never ends. I mean, that was
0: I mean I mean we can we can get into this a little bit too, but like when I was younger, like. Halo came out right and online got on and I was like this is the game this is it right so like I was playing online I was got really good at it and they were doing like local tournaments at fucking Newberry Comics right so me and my brother would <laughs> have to like bring our controller and go there and play and we were rolling shit and I looked at my dad I'm like I can do this professionally he's like this doesn't exist professionally and now here we are <laughs> and I'm sitting here like trying to stream and like coach at the same time <laughs> it's fucking oh yeah time. you
1: yeah. know it's, it's wild because I mean when Halo came out I think we always had problems with the disc drives on the PS2 mm-hmm. and I think we had gotten like three of them at the firehouse and after the last one busted I kind of like gave up on games and I was like I'm going to be a cop. Um, I'm going to be a cop or I'm going to be a firefighter and uh, mm-hmm. I was an EMT at the time and Uh, I was like, I don't have time to even play games or anything like that. It was like, I'm going to train and I'm going to get one of these jobs. And I was working like 14 hour shifts at a restaurant. So it was like, there was no time for anything. Right, right. And um, it was, I got onto the FDNY EMS. And um, as I was going through the physical for the EMS, I went to the doctor. Um, Like they do the physical and the medical, like the same day. Um, and they, they put for EM, for EMS, it's even worse for fire, but for EMS, they'll put like a, I think it's like a 20 or 30 pound weight vest on you Mm -hmm. and they'll put you on a stair climber and you have to walk on that stair climber. Um, and I think it's like two and a half minutes, but no holding on. You can tap the rails with your body, but you're walking no hands. Mm -hmm. And, um, I got off that thing and finished it and my legs were like fish, like I, they were just dead. And they were like, don't sit down. I was like, I'm going to fall down. They were yeah. like, you're going to cramp. I'm like, I'm going to fall down. Like I can either sit or I can crack my head open because yeah. I fell and uh, got through that, got through the other parts. Then I go to the doctor and he's like, okay, so he's going through everything. He's like, this is fine, this is fine. He goes, all right, so you're disqualified from fire. And I was like, timeout, what are you talking about? Because the goal was never to stay on EMS. EMS was the easy way in to transfer to fire. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it was, and that's what people would generally do to hop the list. And I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, you have asthma. And I was like, so? Yeah. I'm like, it doesn't, what does that have to do? And they were like, smoke. I was like, you put an oxygen mask on. Like, I have a mask on. Mm -hmm. Like, there's, that doesn't make sense. They're like, no. And I was like, okay, well now I don't want this fucking job. Yeah. Like, now we're done here. um. And I did the academy for a couple of weeks, and I was like, this is just stupid. Because mm-hmm. I was actually losing money by going doing that. Like, I was making more money at the restaurant. Isn't and that, I was it, oh, wasting a days. lot more time.
0: The um, jobs in the United States are crazy. Because, like, so oh, stre- strength yeah. and conditioning, dude, right? Like, I, d- I was an intern for six years. Didn't get paid a cent. And I was doing, oh, like, geez. overnight strength and conditioning. I was doing, like, overnight construction for, like, my dad doing, like, floors for, like, malls and hospitals and, like, redoing that shit, right? And then I get a break, finally, a year and a half ago. And they were like, oh, your job's going to be, like, $30,000 a year. You're going to have two teams, and you're going to assist everybody. It's like, perfect. Awesome, right? I get out there. They dock at 10 grand. They make me a professional intern, and they took away all my teams. And I was just a glorified wow, intern. Shoot, and I was just like just treated like ass just like they were just like putting me to the ground you're not doing enough do this better and i was like cleaning four times a day assisting every team then two of the coaches leave i get all the teams and all the no teams start getting bump. better no bump nothing and then they, then they get rid of me at the end of the year saying that like i did a good job by the end but i didn't live up to expectations the whole time like this is this that, is like I, it's crazy man and like now i'm like that's all right.
1: where you go with this especially when you're in that age range from like you get out of high school and then you're going through like basically through your 20s you're just constantly eating shit Mm -hmm. like you know you'll have the conversations with people that you know they had that career path from the minute you know like I'm gonna go be a lawyer I'm gonna go do this that it's not it's never something that's that's really easy and especially like I graduated high school and I went to a community college right away because I was like, I'm, I didn't even want to apply anywhere because I just didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I went for marketing. And after like two weeks, I went to my dad. I was like, let's get our money back because this is not, this is not something that I'm going to do. Right. Like I, I, I can't do this right now. Right. And I, I immediately went to pump gas and I worked at a shop in my town. And, dude, to be fair, they were paying me 15 an hour off the books. Like, it was a good gas station.
2: Yeah.
1: No, seriously, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I tried to dress it up people would be like what are you doing i'm like i'm a petroleum transfer technician <laughs> so like I, tra- I tried to like oh, I dress like up as much as possible especially when you saw other people that you graduated with they're like mm. yes no um you know i'm just on break at yale and i'm like yeah oh, well it's look like, at what I'm, doing. I'm nice. like nice
0: i applied oh, to yale and they just oh, literally st- yeah. they tried to charge me for applying more than i should have like they
1: actually applied to harvard Oh. I applied to Harvard. The reason that I did that was because I wanted the rejection letter.
0: Nice. Okay.
1: Um, I wanted my father to see a letter come from Harvard to my house addressed to me.
0: Regardless of what it was. So,
1: regardless. Only yeah. college I applied to. Um, <laughs> so, so one day this letter shows up and my father's like, How is this? I was like, It's here. <laughs> Let's like, do it. I- I knew it and my father certainly knew (laughs) like this is backwards but I got the rejection letter and he was very very pissed at me in fact like five years ago uh he was cleaning out his office and uh he handed me a file like this thick with like progress reports from high school and he was like I kept these you fuck And just like
0: what is up with parents doing that? Because I remember sitting down and like I wasn't doing well in school and my grandmother sat me down and was like, Here are your father's report cards. And like (laughs) opening them up and they were like C's and D's. And I'm like, What are you trying to prove to me? Because I get B's and C's and you're telling me I'm not doing well enough. So you know, well,
1: you're doing better than your father. (laughs) I guess.
0: Yeah, I guess think it was supposed to be like some kind of reverse psychology. I I don't know.
1: I was legit just cleaning out my basement because we got our whole basement done and I found like my second grade report card from, and like, and like my daughter is in second grade right now. Yeah. So, like, I come up to her, I'm like, "You see this shit? This is success. Like, Th- this is <laughs> like, your father. Like, get back up to your remote school during yeah. a pandemic. Put in the work, kid. Like, kid crazy. Know, like
0: listen, man. It's, if it's we today. grew up, if we grew up in this time period, we would have been fine. This is what we lived for. It was like being able to, you know, what's and- wild
1: is that I feel like if I grew up in this time period, I would have so many issues with ADD. Like I I can't like screens and all this different stuff. Yeah. Part of me is really happy. Like I was born in 82. So I was born when, you know, we, there were still kind of rotary phones, the cable box was you hit the big wooden button. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, there was different things like, and growing up in the nineties, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day where I, I said, If you took me and you just like dropped me into like 1998 and you were like, you gotta live here forever, I'd be like, dope, I'm good. Yeah. Like, give me my beeper back. (laughs) Um,
3: There's
2: there's
1: like one person with like a cell phone. Yeah. And you know, I'll still like call people and be like, call me back at the payphone and hang up real quick. And like, I'm I like I kind of really miss the time where we weren't tethered. Yeah. Um. Like, and by all means that technology has given me a career yeah. like if you told me when i was graduating high school yeah so 20 years from now what you're going to be doing is people are going to be playing video games online and you're going to be getting them sponsorships and you're going to be helping that's how you're going to make money i'd be like "Fuck are you talking about yeah what
0: but what's online like you like, know
1: like if you're smoking weed invite me but don't talk weird shit to me after yeah. like you know it just none of it makes sense and like Even the avenue that I took to get here is so born out of the technology where it was, I think I joined Twitter like 12 years ago, um, maybe around there. And it was, uh, I think that we were in the phase of, I think Modern Warfare 2 had just dropped. Mm -hmm. But in my whole pathway was, um, I didn't play games for a while and then uh, I was, in a best buy and my brother-in-law happened to call me and he was like have you heard of gears of war and i was like i have no idea oh yeah baby and he was like um the xbox 360 and i was like dude i haven't played since the ps2 like i don't have money at all like that's not a thing that i'm gonna do and he was like you should check it out because it'd be really cool so i happened to be in best buy yeah. when this happens and um, so like I turned somebody at Best Buy I was like do you have an Xbox 360 like I sounded so like a grandfather I was like do you have an Xbox 360 game console and he's like yeah it's right over there I was like do you have a Best Buy credit card I can apply for <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I'm still paying for that 360 today um and I got it and I played Gears in love with gears first time that i had played online with people also um so just changed the whole trajectory of everything and then um the original modern warfare came out and i to this day if i play the flash chapter of the original modern warfare when you get onto the bridge and all that happens i still get goosebumps um and that was gears was to me like i'm back playing games Mm -hmm. modern warfare was I need to work doing this mm-hmm. um and i think during that time i had went to do a police department physical and i tore my abs during the physical and i was pretty much i was like you know what Someone's telling me not to be a cop like the like the, i'm getting <laughs> signs here some power um, yeah. and it was very much similar to my father where my father was um, you know, he, we're Cuban, he grew up in Miami, and then he grew up in New York, he went back to Miami, and he got a job, not a job, he got a degree from Miami dating in Criminology. Mm-hmm. And he was going to go back to New York and be a cop. And then he got drafted, or as he'll say, he got kidnapped. So he got <laughs> drafted. He served two years during Vietnam, I think he served in Germany. Okay. And when he came back, he was like, all right, let me go back and be a cop now. He came back. It was a New York City fiscal crisis. They were laying off cops. So he was like, all right, well, there's two things guaranteed. There's death and taxes. They're not hiring assassins. So he went back to Manhattan College and he became a CPA. Okay. so he knew he was like, all right, well, something's telling me I'm not going to be a cop. And then I got that same thing at the time where it was like, something's telling me this cop thing is not going to work out. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, now looking at it, I'm like, thank God. Cause I wouldn't want to be a cop now. Like, yeah, yeah, It just, it's crazy. I, I would retire. Like I have friends that are cops. One of them just hit 20 years. That minute he hit 20 years. He was like, I'm out. See ya. Yeah, my, like, I'm done. I have
0: a couple of uncles that are like, one's actually a cop at Harvard. He's a detective at Harvard now. Hmm. Um, and I have a bunch of like family that's like in the FBI and like, just like police force, stuff like that. And like, They were saying like, if I didn't get into it when I did, he's like, I would never have touched this again. Cause like some of the stuff they go through, I don't know if you've listened to the, the episode with Kevin Foley, the last interview we had, he's a mental health specialist, but he went through like being a, he was in the military, came back, was a police officer got out of that start, opened up his own gyms, did his own nutritional companies, like went from that to where he is now as a mental health specialist. And now he's trying to create like similar to what we're trying to do with weaves and weights, where it's like this holistic approach to just like health and being able to be a gamer do things healthier take care of yourself love streaming love anime whatever it is you know um but it's crazy like he was saying he's like the things that like you see as a police officer and as a firefighter and as coming back from the military and the lack of like
1: support for it is just nutty so like one thousand percent yeah so and the salaries are never enough never like there and you know people focus on the retirement and how much you're making in retirement and you know those last two years how they bump up their pay as much as possible to, to but you have to remember you're going through 20 years to uh-huh. get to a point where you're making 110k and then you're taking home a pension that's like 60k yeah like there's no you're, you're not like walking away a millionaire with this yeah um mta like that. you see people with the mta and it's like they made four hundred thousand dollars and it's like yeah, because they, they game the system, but like, you have to get to a certain point. When I was looking to become a cop, that was when Bloomberg was was cutting, I think, the starting salary for the NYPD was, I think, they had just pushed it down to 36000 and they said, you have to have a bachelor's, or no, you have to have 60 credits. And I was like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, why would you go get an associate's degree? And then be like, "All right, man, I'm gonna put that to work." Thirty-six k getting shot at, like, yeah. When I was in ET, I was making thirteen dollars an hour, and I would go into the projects in the Bronx, and people would drop like an air conditioner out the window mm-hmm. and yell down and be like, "Fucking pig!" And I'm like, "I have a stretcher." Yeah. Does it look like I'm a cop? Like, come <laughs> on, like, come on, help me out here.
0: Yeah, man. It's... Um,
1: so it's just wild.
0: Yeah, it's crazy, dude. I don't know. And it's, it, we already, had, we just had this conversation with the strength and conditioning and stuff. Like, that's not the only field, you know, and it's just, there's never going to be, it feels like it's never going to get better, but hopefully it will. Yeah. I don't know.
1: And I mean, I, that's why you, carving your own path is, is so huge. Um, because that, that's, and that's what a lot of people don't understand is that the freedom that you have, like doing this podcast, yep. doing what you do, you're going to control that. You're going to control where it goes and how it ends up. And that's what we get with a lot of influencers, where there is nobody that's going to gatekeep you from it, because it's your responsibility to find your audience. Right. People think it's really, really easy. It's not. Um, I mean, with what we do now when we're at Power Spike, you know, we have there's 35,000 streamers that are on the platform. Yeah. So you have 34,999 people that are competing just on our platform mm-hmm. to try and get sponsorships. So when you look at it, you're like, you have to put in the work. You have to like understand a lot of things are not going to go your way. Um, and if you <laughs> spend more time bitching about the things that fall through, if you play a constant game of why did that person get it you're never going to move forward right like you're going to be just in a constant state of regret because you will always find a reason or a person that's getting an opportunity that you want right Uh, and it's it's wild how people kind of get into this like mentality of like this this should have happened to me yeah this needed to be done for me and there's the 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 freedom to do that is also the freedom to spend a lot of time doing a lot of menial, annoying stuff, and mm-hmm. paying your own way to a lot of things. Um, you know, when when I met you at Pax East, I'm positive that you probably paid for your own ticket. Oh, i You paid sad. for the Uber there. You paid for the parking. You paid for all that different stuff. I did the same thing. You know, I started um, doing stuff in games. Like, I would say professionally. Um, It was 2011. Um, It was right before Modern Warfare 3 came out. I had been writing a little bit before that. Yep. Uh, But the first event that I got to cover was Call of Duty XP 2011. And I paid paid to fly out to Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Uh, I paid for the hotel. I paid for everything. The only thing that I got was access. Um, And it was that the access was is almost what you need more than anything else right and you're going to wind up paying that a lot of times yeah sorry
2: no you're good no, you're good
1: um and that's one of the the wild things like that event was i i was almost spoiled in a way because i was like this is what gaming events are because it was the first time that i had come across esports okay um I, th- I think they i think it was either a hundred thousand or a million dollar competition there um multiplayer you know whatever it was but they set up a burger town a live burger town was uh where you went to eat um they set up i think it was they set up rust as a paintball field
2: nice um, dude They
1: set up um they had uh it was sponsored by jeep and it was a jeep wrangler experience where um you got into a Wrangler and somebody from the United States military was actually driving the Wrangler. And um, the one rule that they had with us beforehand was um, if you're going to film, if there's an extraction, you need to turn off the camera. And I was like, that's weird. that You just told me that there might be an extraction. Um, So (laughs) you go along this like dirt road. And then all of a sudden you're in the favelas from Modern Warfare 2. That's and so it's cool. they have actors there. They have things blowing up. That you go into like a ditch where the water is up above the wheels of the Wrangler. So they want to show off the Wrangler.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and then you get around the corner to a building, and two people come out, and that's your extraction. And you go through the building, and they literally did like a search and destroy with these people. There, you're going through a tactical thing. And sure as shit, the one of the people that I was with did not stop filming, but they checked our cameras after um and they made him delete his footage because the people that extracted us were actual navy seals
0: oh and they okay. could
1: not be on video
0: gotcha okay that's <laughs> so, so cool though
1: yeah and then night one was closed with um dropkick murphy's concert nice night two <clears throat> mind you there was a media lounge which was wild because i've never heard of this in my life yeah yeah like they came with like a shot glass of milk and a little cookie at night. Like it was that catered <laughs> to. They had like a black carpet where like NBA players were coming through. And That's awesome. Parties. The second night, they go, everybody clear out Kanye's here. And the second night was a Kanye West show. Oh, damn. And it was, they, they, this is how well they took care of the media. This is in an airplane hangar so it's stage and just a sea of people yeah they set up a riser with leather couches and an open bar for the media so that they could be above the crowd to see the show easily and have a nice time so i'm sitting there i'm like this is what we do like i'm like it hooked you that was it yeah i never saw an event like that ever again
0: (laughs) but that's like like that's the glory of like where esports and games are going, like they put that much effort, and that was, did you say, yeah. 2011 into an event where yeah. it was still in its infancy? I mean, it still kind of is, if you think about it, and right? They, like, they
1: plan these things out to a T,
0: yeah. And, and I mean,
1: Activision's probably the best at planning things out in terms of um making, making you feel special, yeah. <laughs> Um, and coming up with like relevant products that speak to the games that they're pushing and speak to the experiences that they're putting together like that Jeep Wrangler experience was sick but then fast forward it's 2020 I got a box in the mail yesterday um, a Call of Duty Black Ops box which has like a Moscow Mule whiskey stones that are all branded with Black Ops
2: Yo, uh, for Okay.
1: A sweater and like you know, like they know what they're doing. There was actually a Call of Duty Black Ops Rubik's Cube in there, and I was like, I'm never going to mess with this thing because I, I will never be able to put it back together. <laughs> um, but, like, you know, like, they come up with different stuff all the time. Yeah. yeah. But, mind you, to get there, <clears throat> I spent around two grand. And I spent a lot of money all the way up through 2015 to get there. Yeah. And at a certain point, I knew that I didn't want to do the writing interviewing thing, Okay. but I wanted to move into the industry. So one of the biggest things there was building up those contacts so that I could know people so that when a job came up, I could be like, Hey, could you recommend me for this? Mm -hmm. Or I would just see it because it popped up across my feed. And this is where Twitter comes into play. Getting to that event In 2011, uh, Dan Amrick, who now works for uh, Ubisoft on Rocksmith, um, he was one of swords at Activision. He was their big community guy. Um, Somewhere in 2010, I got Mortal Kombat and I got um, a skin for Mortal Kombat. It was a code. Just so happened that Dan was looking for that skin. So I messaged him on Twitter. And I was like, hey, I have it here. So he followed me. We DM'd each other. I gave him the code. Fast forward to Call of Duty XP getting announced. I'm going, wait, I know the Activision guy. I gave him the Mortal Kombat thing. So I hit him up and I was like, hey, how do I go to this? He goes, you hit up your PR contact. My legitimate response was, what is that? I had no idea. Yeah, Yeah, I had no idea. So you're getting information. He put me in touch with people that got me to that event who I, I talked to to this day that I'm probably mm-hmm. the closest with on, on that side. They got me there. So <clears throat> getting access to that event, having me meet more people, going down the line, I'm going to more events, I'm meeting more people, making more relationships, making more contacts. 2015, uh, somebody retweets somebody from 505 Games saying, I'm looking for a community manager. So the person that retweeted it, I messaged him. I go, do you know this person? They're like, yeah. I said, can you introduce me? I get my message, my my resume out to him. Before he interviewed me, he saw who was following me on Twitter. And he reached out to them to ask them about me. So uh, you're being vetted almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And thankfully, they had glowing things to say. And I started with 505 working on Payday. And um, you probably couldn't find a better game for me because it was just like shooty guns. <laughs> um, I initially was supposed to be working on uh, a drift, which was Space VR. Mm-hmm. Um, but they hired two people um, basically at the same time. And since they hired me first, they gave me the option. Okay. And I was like, Payday? I was like, guns, clown masks? Fuck yeah! I mean, done yeah <laughs> um, like i was like i was like nasa can show it um so you know went through that and um eventually you know the the guy that hired me who's a really good friend of mine he left uh to go work on destiny at activision um and he was just working on call of duty up until last week he works for improbable now um but we i built my resume off of that and then I was lucky enough because that's a lot of the game industry did not have remote jobs coming out of the pandemic. I'm sure there'll be a bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the time, you know, working for a company in California while still living in New York was impossible. Right. You know, you were trying to get on at rockstar games because that's like the only New York city place, or I think at is there also, but like, there's not a lot in New York. Right. Um, so got experience there, was able to build that up. And then started after he left I started working on influencers because he was gone and somebody needed to do it um and after they had kind of a change of the guard in 505 um and they didn't want remote people anymore I was like all right well they don't need me anymore so now what am I gonna do um and it was hard because even with experience finding those remote positions yeah you know Doing something relevant when you're consulting um, that makes you a lot of money is hard. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's not easy at all. And I had gone from starting this journey as a person that was engaged to now having two kids. And you're like, I got to figure something out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's when I, I was on Hitmarker. Um, which is fantastic. If you're looking for game jobs, like legitimately, Hitmarker probably has the m- most game jobs locked down, like okay. that you can find. they there there, it's like um what are those job sites? Not Monster Indeed or whatever it is, but they're specifically focused on gaming.
2: Okay. okay.
1: Um, and they're they're fantastic. And I found Power Spike. Um, and the the funny thing is, is that when you look at a lot of the esports jobs. Um, or these influencer jobs you know, you'll see like a director of marketing and I felt that I was at that level you know what I mean I knew right. that I could do it you click open these jobs it's like you never heard of the company before but you're like all right so they want these this many years this requirement this requirement this that and then they're like uh, at the bottom they're like right now this is an unpaid part-time position uh, with room to grow as the company grows, and I'm yeah. like, you can't put director of marketing, you can't put vice president of shit if yeah. you're saying it's unpaid. Like, um, and with Power Spike, I looked and they didn't say that, but they also didn't say a salary range. So I was mm-hmm. like, mm, I was like, you know what? Send the resume, see what happens. And um, they reached out to me, and my my boss uh, AJ, uh, he looked at my LinkedIn. And then I was like, okay, so this is the guy. And I was like, I looked at his LinkedIn. and said Syracuse University class of 2018. And I was like, fuck. I literally, I was like, what, what, am, I, what am I, you know what I mean? Yeah. And my young, my younger brother was Syracuse University class of 2018. So I called him. I'm like, do you know this kid? And my brother was like, do you know how many people go to Syracuse University? And I was like, <laughs> not at all. Like, I have no idea. And he was like, he's in my entrepreneur group. And I was, but I don't know. And I was like, all right, you know. I'll I'll take the shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Entrepreneur group good enough for me. Yeah. Um, And had an interview with them. They were awesome. They were going to Techstars, um, which is a startup accelerator. Fantastic one. Um, And initially um, they said, we want to bring you on. Um, We're going down to Techstars was in Atlanta and they were like, we just need you to be in Atlanta um from june through august i got two kids yeah i was like and i initially i turned them down i was like listen i really appreciate it but i can't leave my family for three months like it's not not going to be feasible um and then they came back two weeks later and they were like we really like you could you come down for two weeks and i was like that i can do yeah that's That's not a problem that's
2: normal that's like a normal Yeah. yeah
1: So it kind of led here. And when I started, I was a campaign manager. Um, And now I'm director of accounts and partnerships. And we've gone from a company where um, I was, I think one of five people when I started to now we're a team of 16 and we're growing rapidly. And we went from clients that were, very small too now we've been working with uh, we just finished something awesome with fireball whiskey
0: nice um, hell yeah okay
1: it was lots of fun I don't know if you might I don't know if you follow hundred thieves or the mob
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but the mob had very very large inflatable fireball bottles <laughs> in their place <laughs> and like all this different stuff so it's been um, a wild kind of ride yeah and one of the cool things is seeing people start and grind to come up and i hate the word grind because it sounds like it sounds sad
3: <laughs>
2: yeah it's... It's, it's
1: like it's it's like but um but people building themselves up i feel very much a kinship with it because mm-hmm. I know that when I started running, I started a YouTube channel, my interviews are still on YouTube. That I, I was did.
0: watching some earlier, uh, by the way, It's totally you know that
1: terrible, <laughs> terrible. Um, they weren't that you bad. Know, like, we, you know, it was, I was so psyched to get a flag for the microphone with our mm. company logo. Um, <laughs> but I didn't even have money to do that. Um, yeah. and like the interviews were so basic that I was very much like, "I'm here to market your product. Let's talk." <laughs> like
0: it was- well, but they were like, I was watching one with uh what was the one I just saw? Um, 1886. The the um, oh the order
1: the with, order uh, with Jay.
0: yeah I was watching that yes. and that was like I mean. I, was that one of your earlier ones or was that one of your later ones? I didn't see what the date that was, was.
1: It was pretty much right in the middle. Like everything okay. happened with that over the course of a year. And Jay is awesome. He is, uh, I think he's in Austin now. Um, I forgot the company that he's working for, but like it's, it's wild because a lot of the people that I interviewed, like if you saw the Disney one with, uh, with Johnny V.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Um, Johnny is a good friend and just one of the best, most genuine people in the world. And he's at Nintendo.
2: Nice. Um, okay. So
1: like, it's funny because you can sit there sometimes and say, you know, oh this like I have this person that's a friend, this person that's an acquaintance, and this that. And they switch jobs, and all of a sudden you're like, I have a connect at that company now. Yeah. yeah. Like, I didn't know anybody at Nintendo, and then Disney shut down Disney Infinity, and he went to Nintendo, and I was like, I know somebody at Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean that's the kind of things where, if you have the opportunity to, to go to events. Or use social media. One, if you're using social media, don't be an asshole. <laughs> um, like there's so <laughs> many people that like are just there to be like, like even now they're like, you know, we see the project right should have done this with the. I'm like stop. Yeah. You don't know the business at all.
0: The, the keyboard man, keyboard like, warriors, dude. That's what they are. Yeah, yeah. and it's
1: like you know, uh, I and I don't know if you've played Cyberpunk i have i was Um, actually
0: it's on the list of things to talk about so
1: (laughs) have you played it on pc that's all i have yeah i've been i've been hard pc for the past like 10 years you haven't been one of the unlucky ones no um on it's so stupid to say the old generation of consoles because it's like these new ones just came out yeah um i remember when i still have my my playstation 4 my launch playstation 4 Mm -hmm. works like a gem um
0: I still my first three sixty, and it still works, yeah,
1: like don't know how but to to we're kind of like shitting on these old consoles, like you can't do anything, I'm like they're still really good consoles, yeah, like the last of us two came out on playstation four like chill
0: and was gorgeous, um, yeah
1: for I, I have it on um series x, and I haven't really noticed as many problems. I haven't gotten very deep into it, um but i it, it's. I knew that there was going to be bugs. Yeah. I knew that there was going to be problems. Um, The quality of Xbox One and PS4 probably pisses a lot of people off. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that we probably should have been prepared for it. Um, You know, and when they put out that apology, they basically said like, yeah, we knew like, we knew that those things were shit and they held they basically admitted to like we held this back we didn't give reviewers code until morning of um and that code was primarily on pc yeah it's something where you would do better to have a delay if they when they got to um i guess a month and a half ago and they delayed to december 10th they should have just said we're playing till april or um can you, you get really one shot there
0: what about like split releases though i mean i know it's not fair to everybody right because you want everybody to have the opportunity to play yeah but like but pc people in new new gen you guys have the ability to play it because we know it runs on it but you other guys going to try to figure a way to scale it back and whatever is that I even possible done,
1: honestly for them i would have done a reverse rockstar rockstar puts everything on console first and then you get pc like a year later
2: yeah you
1: know they did it with uh, gta they did it with red dead red too. dead yep Um, they make sure that those things are polished when they come out and they're still fucked up when they come out, there's still issues, but like there's not as many if they had not spread their team thin. Right. They should have legitimately said, Um, we're gonna go to April with PC and then console, you'll get it in the fall of twenty-one. Yeah. Um, that should have probably been their play, and they should have focused on the new generation of consoles, but At the same time, from a business end, I know why you're there. You know, PlayStation 4 has 96 million consoles sold. That's 96 million possible sales that Mm -hmm. you can have versus the PS5 just came out, and I'm sure that they have... Five to 10 million consoles sold already but the difference between that and 96 million is a big big number yeah um so you know i think that there's always there was always going to be some form of it and you know when we get five years down the line there's probably going to be a switch version like there was like the witcher there has to be yeah um well, and yeah, Switch
0: is coming out with but, the newer hardware too, right? So, like, that'll be even yeah. easier for them to like yeah, like it that the way, Switch
1: Pro or something like that. Yeah, and it's that—that's the thing with with a lot of these these games is certain companies have uh, much better records and much better. I guess it's easier for them to go and do certain things on certain platforms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot of that is PC. Um, I know that when I worked on Payday. Um, the console version, we constantly had people angry about it. The p- console version was always about a year behind in terms of DLC and content yep. than PC was. Right. And right. PC was the main home for things. And it's like, I, I, one, as a company, you have to make a decision. Like, do we just focus on this one end? Or do we try to do it on the other end? And then as a consumer, you have to do your research too right um you know i'm at the point where i know that for um cyberpunk i'm probably just gonna wait till 2021 till i get the next gen patch that's supposed to come mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and then i'll really invest time into it because there's a new war zone there's a new map on oh, war zone well, we'll like, i'm well occupied
2: yeah,
1: yeah um so like i i don't think i also like i don't need much at this point Like yeah I don't need to be on the new thing all the time, you know, like probably where I was like seven years ago when the new consoles were coming out, I was like, I got to gobble up every new thing. Yeah. 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 I got to be everywhere and do everything. I mean, I had an Xbox one um, delivered to my house on launch day from Amazon. I was still at the release midnight um, in times square for like the Macklemore concert. And like, My, my my daughter was was two two weeks old at that point when it was released. And um, I knew that I didn't have to buy a console. But when I got down there, my wife called me and she was like, "My friend needs one for her kid for Christmas. So grab one. And I was like, "I'm not getting on the four train at two in the morning with a big box that says Xbox on."
2: No, God like, no you need
1: to come pick me up yeah so of course like two in the morning my wife is driving in times square picking me up with our two-week-old daughter <laughs> in the in the in the back and it's like oh uh, you, know, you go in and she's like sleeping and you're like i i don't know what we got you into i'm really
0: I'm hey, sorry m- remember the word grind that you brought back yeah. that's what that sounds yeah. like and the things and you were like, saying about like paying your own way and all this shit that you had to go through to where you oh, are yeah. like this is it you know
1: and now i'm like if, if I didn't get a Series X on launch day, I would have been fine. Yeah. If I didn't get a PS5 on launch day, I would have been fine. Like, I was fortunate enough that I got kind of, I was able to get in on the pre-orders and get both of those things. Yep. But, like, it wouldn't have been a deal breaker. I'm good. Like, I'm okay. My my son is very much, he's played more of the PS5 than I have.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Um, he's in Astro's playroom and uh, he watches YouTube videos and he saw. Was it the, the engineering family? And uh, uh, I think her name is the assistant. And the assistant was playing Fall Guys. So now we have Fall Guys. Yeah. Um, and I still uh, haven't won
0: in Fall Guys, by the way.
1: I we, we haven't won. I think I got to like the last the last map at one point, God, and I'm like,
0: I I'm we're like, getting defeated by a child's game, Dan.
1: Oh, Why? One thousand percent. Why? And I knew, like, as I started playing it, I was like, "I'm gonna get addicted to this shit real quick." Oh yeah, I had to cut get it off. Hyper competitive. Yeah, I had yeah, to it cut it bad. off.
2: Yeah, but that's and funny. now
1: he's looking at uh, Bug Snacks and Sackboy. Boy. Um, okay. Yeah. He literally, she was playing them on her YouTube video, and uh, he walked by him. He was like, "Bug Snacks and Snack Boy." I was like, "What about him?" He goes, "Got to put them on the list, the Santa list." Put them on the list i was like all right i was like you sound like chris jericho like <laughs> you just made the list um i was like all right cool i guess so That's it's more stuff for christmas Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. and but like at, at the same point like like i said with CDPR, um one it looks shitty on their company um two i don't need to play it right now yeah. i know that a lot of people were really hype and really hyped to play it day one it's not going to kill you to wait six months like until they fix stuff yeah you can feel pissed off and you could try to get a refund if you want but eventually you're going to get a good game um i think the best comparison that i saw um uh paris lily who's a really good friend of mine who's you know he hosted their their opening night thing Mm -hmm. um for cdpr and he's been very very invested in in how that game plays out um it feels like Fallout New Vegas, which is not a bad thing, but it's not what I expected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that it's gonna lead to, you know, everybody was like, damn, this delay is gonna make sure that they don't get game of the year. They're not gonna get game of the year no. next year. It's not gonna happen. Um, and we're gonna see some experiences for the new consoles that are gonna definitely take those those oh, yeah. So it's it's not a Uh, i think think the
0: biggest issue with cyberpunk was that like a lot of the the smaller communities and the smaller streamers and stuff like that like even me like i got it and i was like oh i'm gonna play it because i mean cold war Warzone's coming out i have nothing to play in between so let me do this right it runs gorgeously on my computer like the game itself is beautiful right i could run it with like i have a i have an rtx 2070 in here right and like it's running awesome right but it doesn't run with obs well at all And so I was like, okay, so it was a slideshow. Literally, I was running a PowerPoint for the stream, and I was like, all right, I'm just going to get to a save point, and I'm going to end it, right? So I was like, all right, let me chop that up, make a YouTube video out of it. I was going to try to do, like, a story of it, like my own story of my character and, like, keep it going, right? The other day, I tried to record for a little bit more, and OBS was still a slideshow. So it's just the game in OBS. It doesn't matter what it was for me. So I don't know if that's just, like, a setting that I haven't figured out yet or whatever, but... I gotta put that on the back, like on the back burner for now, because like even recording it locally isn't working, for some reason. Oh my
1: goodness! Yeah, so yeah, that's 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 a thing. I think that's why I never really got heavily into streaming was I can't figure any of that shit out. Yeah, like I know that if I invested in it, like an invested time, I could probably figure out what the hell I was doing, but I just don't. I don't have the capability to sit there. Like I just get frustrated. and I turn off. Yeah. Like it's it's the same thing with me in like a uh, Photoshop. Like if if I'm not there <laughs> in five minutes, I'm <laughs> fucked. And like it's like um, a one thing that I found that I really liked um, and that I used for a little bit uh, when Mixer was still alive. Rest in peace, Mixer. Um, was uh, was Lightstream um, okay. and how it was cloud-based and just got everything done um basically right from your console so like you could set up your overlays um basically in the cloud and you hit go live on the console and it automatically does it.
2: Yeah.
1: um it would put your overlays and everything on and i think that they just launched something to do it from the xbox to twitch mm. but i'm also like I'm so bare bones if I stream at all now, like I've been kind of tossing around the idea of a podcast. Yeah. But I'm like, if I ever had to do anything, like production wise, like all those videos that you saw on YouTube, yeah, yeah. my friend Tyler did all the videoing and all the production on it. And he actually created the, the intro on it too. Okay. Um, the intro and all the music, because I have zero patience and zero talent for that yeah, stuff. Yeah. I'm like, I can be a pretty face that talks, I am never gonna figure that shit out otherwise, yeah, like i it's just not not my bag, so well, that's, I don't been big, that's been a big that's been a
0: big, big, big learning curve for me too, and like even time wise, like I want to be able to put out YouTube content, and let's say I want to get to the daily thing, right, like at this point in my life with student loan debt, all this other garbage, right, like I don't have the time to be able to like invest every day without it having already having a kickback, so now I'm just trying to find that cadence of like. Do I do once a week? Am I just going to take my stream and like chop it up into stream highlights? Do I find a college kid from online that I met playing Valorant and like, hey, I'll pay you $10 a video and you just chop one up for me every week and I'll do an intro and an yeah. outro? You know what I mean? Like trying to figure You're that out now.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: seriously. No, yeah. You know, like, and it's like you look at like all these other guys like Tim the Tapman and like friggin' like Nick Merckx, like they've created company out of them like their yeah. them as a person their brand they have their own guys that they found that were mods that did all this stuff and like it's just it's it's a completely different level and getting there like you said the grind of it is crazy and that growth side but and, they
1: also they also started where you are
0: yeah
1: so sure. i mean they didn't they didn't start at a large large level um they they started basically in the same position and they made contacts and they streamed and it took off at a certain point mm-hmm. um, even like dr disrespect who probably has the most quality production um, out of all the streamers um, you know he started I mean he was designing maps for advanced warfare and stuff like that and I think he had had the doctor disrespect character and there was a couple of YouTube videos and it's it's murky but I'm pretty sure that somebody came to him and was like I want to throw some money behind that character yeah, yeah um yeah. and but at the same point that dude has an entire production around what he does yeah um and but every single one of those people even ninja started from nowhere yeah you know ninja started well uh, competitive halo and you know we streamed that and then you know, it's those those small decisions that you can make where you take a chance that pays off. Yeah. You know, his community was talking about this Fortnite thing while he was playing PUBG. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: He
1: was like, Let me let me try it. And he really enjoyed the game. I think that's all the key also. Your audience is always, and this goes for any streamer, your audience can see through the bullshit. Like if you're faking it. They know it's transparent, it's yeah. see through, and he really legitimately enjoyed and enjoys Fortnite, and it took off. And then that one night with Drake, which was my birthday, so they're welcome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that one night, you know, when everything just changed, the whole landscape of streaming changed that one night, because all of a sudden you had. These hundreds and hundreds of thousands. And people, when they hear that I just said that, they're going to be like, that's poor shit. It's true. Because I can tell you, the day before that, I didn't have a lot of brands calling. The day after that, I had a lot of fucking brands calling me. Yeah. Going, so uh, this Twitch thing. And I'm like, oh, you now must you're have interested. seen the stream. Yeah. yeah like, you know, now you get it. Yeah. And um, it's, it's like those small things but had he not decided oh let me go check out this Fortnite thing that my audience is talking about mm-hmm. you know and then now it seems like he has a really big passion for Valorant.
2: yeah huge so, right now yeah
1: yeah and like i think he was just i don't know if it was like coaching 100 thieves or, or something but like he's making those decisions it could go one way or another he made the decision to go to mixer and the the assumption was Hey, this audience is going to follow. Yeah. And he was, when he left Twitch, I think he was averaging 35 to 40,000 concurrent viewers. Mm-hmm. If you look at the mixer numbers, he was averaging around like 6,000.
0: Yeah. It was crazy. So yeah.
1: it was, and it's not a knock on him. It was just, it's discoverability mm-hmm. and what that means. Um, so it's, it's kind of just wild to kind of see those small decisions And it might be decisions that you make that take you down the same road. Right. Right. So, you know, it comes down to those things with you make the educated decision that you can with the information that you have at the time (laughs) yeah. and you have to take that leap, you know, and I look at taking the different chances or opportunities that I took. I worked at a restaurant and a pizzeria for a better part of a decade. Right. And uh, 2011-ish I like, looked at my wife and I was like I'm just going to quit Like I don't have anything but I also don't have the time you kind of get locked into a bubble where you're mm-hmm. like I don't have the time to go look for anything because I'm working so much mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm.
1: Um, and like m- my, my wife was like alright go for it so I quit without having anything and I took a really long nap and <laughs> then within a month I went to work for Sprint and I went to work in one of their call centers. Cause like my friend found me like that gig. Right. And you know, uh, I kind of, I love learning about people and talking to people. So my, my call time was horrible, but everybody got their shit fixed. Um, and then they knew that I was very much into the gaming world doing all these different things. And I was on social media and they were building up their social media care team and they were like um do you want to try this And i was like yeah and we built out their entire customer care team right their entire right. social media customer care team but that experience led to the 505, 505 job right? yeah. like I, I have talked for a brand on social media and which led to everything going down here so what if i had decided fuck it. I really like pepperoni. I'm going to stay here. Right. It's just, you have to make those leaps. Right. Um, I mean, I I would encourage anybody like, don't be scared to do it. Um, I would always encourage people to start a podcast because there's so much freedom in that. Yeah. If you're on Twitch, you're on Twitch. Right. But at the end of the day, that platform is going to make the decision for you. Right. Almost. Right. If you, if you say what you want all the time, you might trip up, you know. Somebody that you have on might say something stupid, right? And they're gonna decide. When it comes to podcasting, it's yours. Mm-hmm. You do whatever the hell you want. Like you could put the video up on YouTube if you want, but you know, like otherwise, nobody's really gonna stop you. Um, that's that's one of the biggest ones for me, and that's why I'm like looking at podcasting microphones and stuff like that. Yeah, was, yeah, like, yeah. Looking at different kids like hitting up friends, like. Have you heard of this Shure microphone, and they're like, get that one, and then like yep. other one's get this one. I was Listen, like, minute, that's you know what I,
0: what I did. It. That's what I've been doing too. Like even with like even with my setup now, and like like going through OBS, like the audio you're hearing is obviously going to be completely different than what's recording, right? So like I've had people that I literally met playing Valorant or whatever, and they're like, you need to do this, 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 and this to set this up right. Like my stream, my OBS, like the podcast stuff would be in absolute like it's it would sound like we're in a friggin shot like turkish bathhouse just like echoing <laughs> everywhere you know what i mean like yeah but, like, and, like you're saying like it's those connections that you meet and like the long-term stuff that i've like friends i've made online are crazy like i mean we didn't even do an intro for this like you, this is i can i can send this to you if you want this to be your first podcast episode you can have it man you've been running everything i've
1: been sitting here letting you talk and do your thing you know like no 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 it's 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 wild because and i'm the same way we some of the closest friends that I have, yeah, I met through Twitter. I met through this whole journey. Um, you know, uh, our director of marketing at Power Spike, Reed, uh, he used to run the social media for E3. Oh, wow. And okay. I was he I the gentleman that E3 you had and...
0: at the at the um, panel in PAX? Yes, with yeah. the long hair, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, and uh, you know, after he left E3, he was kind of like. He was kind of like, not. he was kind of burned out on games. And he was like, I don't know if I want to work there anymore. And then, like, I turned to him. I was like, I have a director of marketing job. Would you like to come back to the game world? <laughs> um, and even like our vice president of ops, um, Christina is uh, aka Kitty House Knife. Um, she's partner Twitch streamer. Like, oh, wow. Okay. And all these people I just met through Twitter. And yeah like, i would come to them and be like do you want to work with me <laughs> i'm like you know it you seems know, like you have a talent yeah you know? and she immediately she said that she sent you a question through instagram she did i have that um, for you yeah so i was, yes, I was gonna try to
0: keep it anonymous but now she's you my know. favorite
1: co-worker I have there you go to say, there's the answer that was the question up. by the way yeah <laughs> or she'll come after she, you yeah she was like uh because i i when i shared the thing on my story she dm'd me she goes I asked them who your favorite coworker is. Choose wisely. I was like, all right, all
0: right choose wisely. That's how you knew. It was the the little extra, you know.
1: Yeah, then. man.
0: But let's. And I uh, dubbed
1: that. Did they have any questions? Did people were at people there was a couple. interested? Yeah, there was a couple. Thoughts on fucking Olympia?
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Well, we're gonna get there too. It was crazy, right? Like, so I'm gonna tell you this, and being completely transparent, right? I've interviewed top ten throwers in the world, right? I've interviewed people that are at the top of their field in like physical therapy and strength and conditioning, like people that like, I should be nervous around. You should have seen me last night. Like I was streaming until like 2am last night because I was so nervous that I couldn't sleep. So I was just repping games. I was just getting in cold war. Like, I don't know why, but then like we get into this and like, it's just like, we're having a conversation and we're going like, I wanted it to be organic and it just ended up being that way anyways, (laughs) you know? But, um. but yeah, I mean, some of the questions, they kind of mix in a little bit with some of the social media stuff that I was going to ask you anyway. So let's just kind of go there um best practices for social media growth you know and like do those also apply towards like streaming and youtube you know because obviously cross promotion is very important and this is something that even for myself like i don't i'm trying to learn how to do myself and like you do always the google's like are the best time to post and like all that stuff right but it's a very different game and social media has changed i mean not to date ourselves right but like social media from even from the nineties to, to early two thousands to now, like everything is so different. Oh, yeah. Like it's Listen, crazy. I had
1: glitter gifts on MySpace, and My I space, was on Twitter when you had to type RT at like, you were just copying and pasting somebody else's thing for retweeting. Yeah. And if you wanted to talk shit to somebody, you put a period in front of their name, you know, you didn't like quote tweet them and all that shit. Yeah. Um, like it's, it's weird. I mean, some practices stay the same. Uh huh. Um, Some practices like stay the same where it's um, there's always that trending topic kind of thing and jumping on hashtags is really good. Like you don't have to jump on everyone. There's somebody I know who has gone to a few of the panels at PAX East who I now have blocked, who has many hundreds of thousands of followers, who used the tactics that we said in, in on the panels to gain these hundreds of thousands of followers, and now we all hate him. Um, <laughs> but it's like it, it was—it was seeing seeing our stuff in action was cool. But then I was like, "Oh wait, no, this is really bad because he's like controversial." But um, jumping on hashtags, knowing what's going around, and like taking the temperature of the room, because like a lot of times you might want to say something snarky. Mm-hmm. Um, you might want to say something stupid, but like, do you really need to? Like if at any point you find yourself backspacing and trying to reword a message to make it sound funnier, delete that shit. Don't send it. There's no reason to, nobody's going to like it and you're going to feel bad about it later. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's not worth it. Um, But you know, following relevant people, starting conversations with people, Um, a lot of people just don't start conversations. Like they'll just retweet somebody or favorite somebody's thing and be like, well, they'll probably, you know, notice me or they're not start a conversation, say something relevant. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, people want to have those conversations. Some people might find you annoying and they're not going to respond. Or if they do respond, eventually like they're a prick about it. Move on. There's Billions of people in the world, like, don't worry about it. Like there's some people that I still remember by name that like had like, when I was like, really like kind of like a baby in social media, like they eventually responded and they were like, what are you talking about? I was like starting conversation. They were like, I'm good things. And I'll never forget that I'm good Mm things. And then when I surpassed them and they tried to talk to me, I was like, no. I'm good. (laughs) uh, things." be bitter hold grudges um okay um (laughs) but like um especially with like with if you're taking your stream and you're kind of trying to bring that over to different mediums one you could always just park your full vod on youtube it can't hurt content is always content you can always have it there make sure you don't get dmca'd because that seems really popular right now
0: it's Um, twitch is changing their tos all the
1: time Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, um, We're actually talking to different recording companies about like, like, hey, like, can people use your music? Like, please, because yeah. um, it just makes a difference now. Um, if you're on Twitter, break up your best clips. And like your community, a lot of times, are going to make those clips for you. Share them. Just share them on Twitter. Yeah. Your community, a lot of times, is going to make the best content for your brand and it is free it is free retweet it share it you're engaging with your community and they're making really really good content um and it can grow you exponentially as you're doing stuff if you look at somebody um like nega oryx who's fantastic um she was a good sized streamer and then there was that last of us clip Mm -hmm. where Um, she was like crying over a scene that she had just seen and then the rabbit comes out of the hole and she was like, um, she was still like emotional and she was like, um, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. And right as she said life, an arrow went through the bunny (laughs) and she just, she lets out this yelp and it was shared (laughs) millions of times across Twitter. It was perfect, but that's organic. She didn't have to put any production into that other than being there and being in the moment and her audience clipped it and it got shared like crazy. Mm -hmm. So just just share all those things out. Just like use everything that you're making because you're spending your time making it, do it. It's it's easy that way. It's a lot easier and your community is gonna help you do it because they believe in you. And that's if you have a community of fucking three people or 300,000 people, they believe in you. Right. So, and treat them in kind also. Right. Because those three people will still be there at 300,000 if you treat them well.
0: Right. Right. And now, so the multiple channel thing, this is something that somebody asked to, because I mean, even in my situation also, right. So this kind of pulls over a little bit, right. Weaves and weights, right. I'm trying to do something how, you know, I'm trying to say like, it's, you can be healthier you don't, have to, you don't have to do what I do. You don't have to snatch and clean a jerk. You don't have to try to be as strong as you want and stuff like that. But like physical and mental health are very important, especially. I mean, we've seen even over the pandemic, we've had a couple of streamers and content creators that unfortunately are gone now yeah. because of the stress of everything. And you could say it was the pandemic. You can say whatever it was, but like it all adds up. Right. And like maybe if they had somebody to talk to, just an opportunity to just reach out to one person or... <laughs> uh, felt a little bit more comfortable. Like that's the idea of weebs and weights, but I'm also trying to grow like the angiography brand and stuff like that. And I think this person's idea is like, I'm nervous to have multiple channels. Mm-hmm. Is it worth splitting it up or is it worth having it as one thing? Right. So thank you. Whoever asked well, that question. Might, but mean,
1: if they are, if they are in this same field mm-hmm. in general, if it's health and wellness, you don't need to break it up you just need to expand and maybe do something different to hit one part versus another part. Um, Because like some people might be very, very much into the gym streams Mm -hmm. and that content. Some other people might be very into the wellness content and that translates very well over to Instagram more than anything. And you can find those people on Twitch and move them to Instagram but I wouldn't break up things. If there's totally separate categories, mm-hmm. sure, I would break them up because you're not going to find the same audience. Right. But also look at the resources within the industry that can help boost those things and that you might want to be a part of to have your community be a part of.
2: Right, right. Um,
1: right. Something that I, I have a second job. I work with Take This, um, which is in the game industry. Um, if you've ever been to a pact. Um, there's an afk room where it's staffed by clinical psychologists if the show floor is getting to be too much for you um if it's you know if you need to talk to somebody that is a quiet room Mm -hmm. with people that's staffed and they also do a number of different initiatives and trainings for uh in inside of game companies and just for streamers right that is a kind of thing where you know, do I want to connect with them because that is the mental wellness of it,
2: right? Right. And
1: then look at other companies that might not be in the space, and then you offer something to them. Um, something that I use every night is Calm, the the app Calm. Okay. It is. Um, they'll have like the daily meditation stuff to it, but at night they have these sleep stories that will put me out like that. Mm-hmm. It's like just ridiculous how easily they put me out. Um, one of them is Matthew McConaughey. And I, that, that, oh, Maddie that's self-explanatory. Yeah, that's I'll self-explanatory. That right yeah, um, it's it's. I know the story almost like I I know that I have the story memorized up until the point where I fall asleep every night. <laughs> so uh, it's but they have like different people like Mandy Moore will read a story. Idris Elba. Uh, they have like all these different different people in there. Um, so reach out to that company. The worst thing that they can say is no, and then you're right where you are. Right. You know it doesn't doesn't hurt so um the the short answer is if you're in the same ballpark with those with those two passions just keep them as one merge them. um if one of them is mental health and wellness and one of them is guns no
0: like yeah <laughs> fair enough. all yeah. yeah right yeah okay so the Olympia thing, we've got some like question marks involved. We have like how does that even happen? Like what why? Like, you know. Just just maybe a little well, background there. In terms you know?
1: of in terms of like my fascination with it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I grew up um a very large WWE fan. Um, I still am. Um I'm gonna call it the WWF because I care about history. Before the change. And you know? um, yeah, um, and I was always like fascinated with these dudes that were larger than life. And then as the so- as social media rolled out more, um, I-, I started looking at um, specifically like, you know, I always look at Arnold, right? And Arnold Arnold. Um, but then I saw this huge dude screaming, yeah, buddy. And uh, and lightweight and this is like when I was like I would go to powerhouse uh, that was like five blocks from me um, like every night after I got off at the firehouse because I was preparing to be a cop or a firefighter so I was right. like, you gotta get into it so I'd be at powerhouse but I'd know you know and there were dudes that were just juiced up there but there was I always looked at Ronnie Coleman. And I saw Ronnie Coleman just win this over and over and over again. And the crazy thing about it was that Ronnie Coleman was still a cop for however long. Yeah. Like while he was winning an Olympia. Um, And then (laughs) I went to a bachelor party in Vegas. Um, (laughs) As (laughs) as all good stories. I went to a bachelor party in Vegas and it just so happened that it was Olympia weekend. Um, 2010 had no idea at all Um, and a friend of mine who was also jacked who's army um, I was like yo the the Olympia Expo is here he was like let's go so we went and it's wild to me like if you think about like packs like you're not you're not walking around like you can barely move yeah um, lines out the door to meet everybody we're walking through this thing and just walking right past and just saying hello to Jimmy Superfly Snooka, who's just there t- talking to him Children. for five minutes. Yeah, Like you're supposed to be there. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, like we bought tickets at the door, like it wasn't crazy packed. And I, within the, the 10 years from then till now, the fitness industry has totally changed with how it markets oh, itself, yeah. what it is. Crazy. And so, I mean, you get it packed now, but I think that Olympia is still overlooked. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, that weekend we met uh, Jimmy Snuka, Lou Ferrigno, Kurt Angle, Vitor Belfort. It was wow. wild. Yeah. Um, and it was. It, I think it was. I think one year removed from Ronnie, it was Jay Cutler was on his run. Yeah. Um, and then they shifted into Phil Heath. Um. And I very into, um, the idea of this competition between phil and kai green um
0: Dude, kai is a nutcase. Yeah. i love that guy
1: if you look if you look at kai it's like the the shitty thing is is that we're never gonna know because they had that one year where they were competing at olympia and then and and i think that a lot of people knew that it was probably kai's to win mm-hmm. um, but I think that there were other factors at play there, you know, you know, the, the image of Olympia won out as to who the, the victor should have been. Yeah. Um, and then Phil went on his run and I think that they found a great representative. I love Phil. He's a great representative for Olympia for everything. And, you know, now um, he's going for this eighth one this year. And mm-hmm. I think that, I think that it's a safe to safe bet that he'll get it right. Um, you know, I think that his main competition, I guess, two years ago, um, was Big Ramy and and they were both. I don't think that they were both in a position that they should have been. Um, I think that they both got to the point where they they were they were injured. You know what I mean? Like they weren't. Yeah. It wasn't a good thing. Um, and Phil was so injured he didn't even compete last year. Um, and you look at it now, I think, um, Haney just got his visa. So he's here and that's probably the biggest competition that you have. Mm -hmm. I cannot see them giving it to anyone other than Phil. If Phil comes in in shape, which it looks like he is. Yeah. The marketing is behind it. There's a documentary being filmed behind it. Yeah. Um, that is backed by Seven Bucks production. Um, and I love Danny Garcia. Um, I love what she's done and The Rock has done for um, the whole sport because it doesn't get the respect that it gets. Because part of it is because if you look at physique versus Olympia,
3: mm-hmm.
1: physique is where Arnold was when he was winning Olympias. And it goes all the way back to Ronnie because Ronnie got so fucking big that everyone had to get bigger to compete with Ronnie. Yeah. And now you have basically fucking kids' toys that are walking out onto that stage. Yeah. You know, and now I, I, I don't know if there's ever going to be a course correction for it. I think that for it to become mainstream there needs to be some form of course correction. Hmm. Um, I was just looking at it this morning too. I feel like, dude, they should just do this thing live on YouTube and take advantage of that global audience. They're charging 59.95 for a pay-per-view that's like all access. And then if you just wanna see the Olympia competition, it's 29.95. It's like, why are you doing this pay-per-view? And I understand where we are right now. We're in the middle of a pandemic. They had to bump it from September to December. They had to. They had a spot in Vegas, and now they had to bump it to. I think it's in Orlando.
2: Yep. Yep. Uh, down Florida. There's yeah. a lot
1: of different factors at play, and it costs a lot of fucking money when all those factors at play. But for the image of the brand to move forward, yep. I think that one. There's a lot riding on Phil getting his eighth. Does that mean that Phil comes back next year to try and get his ninth and to try and beat out Ronnie and Lee? Um, there's a lot of things there. And I, I was almost pissed at Kai. Um, <laughs> uh, like three weeks ago, Kai put up this fucking picture. which just shredded. And he was like, big announcement tomorrow at noon. And I was like, it's going to fucking happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> Phil's going for his eighth. They're filming this documentary. Fucking Kai's going to come in. Yeah. And he's going to do this. Um, And he announced that he signed with Redcon the next day. And I'm like, dude, what the? Like, I was like, come on. Like, what are we doing? Like, you were supposed to say I'm doing this. Yeah. Yeah. But Kai's focus has been on the Arnold
0: Mm
3: -hmm.
1: and building up the Arnold. And the Arnold is almost getting to be a suitable replacement for Olympia.
0: It it, Um, it might end up just... Maybe they should merge, work together a little bit, and they could run the bodybuilding thing. I, I like... don't
1: think I don't think that they'd wind up doing because Olympia is so old-fashioned that they probably view the Arnold as like you know he owes us. And, yeah, and he shouldn't be doing that. But Arnold has also turned it into world-class competitions where you don't get a lot of that. That's at least publicized
3: mm-hmm.
1: from. The Olympia Expo. um When I was there, it's wild. When I was there, there was like, it was like almost like a small, like wooden fence. <laughs> and they had blue mats rolled out and it looked like they were doing like a BJJ competition. And I was like, why is anybody talking about this? <laughs> like they're doing mixed martial arts in the middle of the fucking Olympia Expo. Yeah. But you have like one of those like shitty t shirt resellers behind them. Mm-hmm. Like I, what the what are we doing? Like why isn't this being publicized? And the, I think that the, they they have whoever's running, I have no idea who the fuck's running, but they don't. They have a very singular focus on this is Americana and a slice of Americana, and we're gonna present this bodybuilding competition, and people are gonna love it. And it's like you are in the past. Yeah, you don't understand where a lot of those things have gone. And if you've seen, like, the Generation Iron documentaries, yep. uh, which I, I I enjoy, I think that they need a different narrator. Like, I think that, you know, get Michael Rappaport, you know, like, have him, he's good at narrating shit. Get yeah. Him. Um, <laughs> but you could see the evolution of where it is, and all of that evolution is taking place outside of Olympia. Yep. The, yeah. the. Social media buzz for it. I've seen Olympia this year is really trying to push merchandise. I keep getting the emails. Those emails, um those marketing emails are laid out like fucking geocity emails. <laughs> like it's it's a thing where I don't know whether it's the resources or what it is behind it. Um, but they have to move forward. And I'm hoping, that Danny and Seven Bucks being involved in some sort of way Mm -hmm. helps to push that forward. But at the same point, um, Danny and The Rock announced, um, I forgot the name of it, um, but they're doing a convention, a fitness convention in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I think I heard about this. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like it's Athleticon or something like that. Um, But immediately I was like, okay, right there. And the trajectory for me right there was they're going to make that absolutely huge because anything the Rock does, one, doesn't do it half-assed. Two, it becomes huge. I think that they're going to make that so huge that Olympia can't deny it and they're going to come in and buy Olympia. Because if you look at it, Olympia has generally been owned by magazine companies Mm -hmm. to sell these different things. One, magazine, magazine readership to the tank. Everything is digital. Everything is online. So I think that that's where you're going to get. And then maybe you have a competition with Arnold where Arnold's like, no, I want to buy Olympia. And yeah. then we have a fun little thing between Arnold and The Rock. But as it looks to me now, um, one, I think Phil walks away with it. Um, I, I would love to see somebody else come out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, but I, I think we, we I, and I'm not saying it's rigged. But I'm pretty sure Phil's going to win this thing. Um, so
0: There's just not much there to like, I mean, unless, like you yeah. said, unless somebody literally comes out of the frigging forest and is like, I am here. Like, it's not going to, yeah. you know,
1: and, I, and it's not going to be, I think that, that, um, that everybody is always looking at Raimi because he's so huge, but it's not going to be him because he's too huge. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you don't have the definition that those judges are going to want to see um believe me you have a lot more definition than i have on my body but (laughs) there's just not going to be there there's not going to be anywhere there if phil comes in in shape even if he has a bubble gut like everybody always gets pissed off about and they're like look at that i'm like saying that from your couch with some doritos my friend yeah like even if it happens i i think he walks away with it and my fascination with it is um These guys, what they're doing is one otherworldly, two. Um, I really hope at some point I'm able to get more involved with that in terms of shaping how that looks in a digital world. Mm. Um, one in a safe way, um, because some of the biggest influencers in that in the fitness they're dead. Um, or they're just not necessarily promoting healthy products, right? Because big it's time. their products, you know. There's, you know, how fast and loose we get with supplements in this country is not necessarily a good thing. And um, but everyone I relies
0: think... on them too. That's the issue exactly. too, right? And like exactly, and that was a big part of why I wanted to start this too. Is like when I started, right? I was uh, so I wanted to play lacrosse in college, and I didn't know how to train, right? So I started off with P90X, right? And I lost like 100 pounds my sophomore year into my junior year of high school, right? I was like right. like almost 300 pounds. I got down to like two something, right? Um, and like I was looking at social media and social media was only like, oh, do 15, 12, 10, 8, 6, 5s, like just like bodybuilding style volume, go, 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 yeah. right? And for sports Chicken performance, rice. you don't do that. Right. You don't do yeah. that for sports performance. Like you don't look, you don't give a fuck how you look. It's how you perform. Right. So it's very like, like something I try to say to people, is like, we're trying to find the maximal, the maximal give back for the minimal amount of work. Right. So. And, and you just like, I was sprinting one day, tore my hamstring. Right. There goes that D one scholarship I had. There goes all the D twos that were looking at me. And there's the D three. Right. So yeah. then I'm like, okay, well I'm doing something wrong. Let me go to school. I went to school for physics And then I started working with the strength and conditioning department because they had just kind of started with with, uh, like basketball because we just went D1. Mm -hmm. And so bang, and that's where it started, right? But like this is like the things I learned from that and the misinformation I had caused me to have issues. And now people are like, oh, my joints hurt. Let me go have some omega-3s. And it's like, okay, well, why don't you look at like, are you sitting all day? Can you actually do a bodyweight squat without your ankles tracking in and like your knees doing weird (laughs) shit? Like all of that matters. And like giving something small to give back. And like, we saw what you were saying with like the growth of it, right? Like they didn't do a good job of marketing whatever, right? But like weightlifting, the sport that I do, if it wasn't for CrossFit, it would be still small and unheard of. But now CrossFit yeah. made weightlifting massive. And now we have, like, the AO series is, start, is slowly becoming one of the biggest competitions in the world, right? Like, all of these things. We have people coming from other countries to come and try to join in and, like, do the— It's just crazy. Like, what's one small thing that was like, we're going to do this, and we're going to do it as well as we can, yeah. promotes it you know like it's such a weird like
1: and making sure that it's like a lot of people are gonna look at they're very very raw they're gonna look at the person's body Uh and what's in their hand and they're gonna go i'm gonna do that like when when i wake up i take like all different types of fucking vitamins i take like omega-3s i take know vitamin d i think it's like a fifty thousand thing once a week um i made my doctor prescribe it to me because i suck remembering when to take (laughs) pills. so i'm like i'm like i have a vitamin d deficiency she she was like it's mild i was like a prescription um (laughs) and like but making sure that those things are safe i think that a lot of people will look at a video of ronnie coleman squatting 800 solid ass pounds Mm -hmm. and they'll hear the yeah buddy and all that stuff and they'll go all right well I'm gonna I'm gonna get those things they should immediately be shown the Ronnie Coleman documentary where he is walking into his gym assisted by crutches because Ronnie has had I want to say eight back surgeries uh yeah Um, maybe more I think one for every sandow um so like you have to remember that one, your frame is your frame. your frame is designed to hold a certain amount of weight. Um, you have to be very careful with how that is. you know people always assume that that's with, oh, if you're fat, you're holding too much weight. It can be muscle too. Yeah. like there's there's a reason that, like people go, "Oh, it's so stupid. John cena was they said that he was uh, obese. I'm like well scientifically
0: he is yeah by bmi which is yeah. by by anyone watching by the way i yeah. think we've talked about this a million times do not go by bmi especially if you're an athlete there yeah. in any way capacity because i've gone to my doctor a million times and they're like oh you, you should be at like 160 and i looked at them i'm like i've been at like three percent body fat before and i was 185 there's no way i'm getting yeah. to 160 like what do you want me to do like You know, yeah. so
1: it's like you have to track everything very, very carefully and very healthily. But also look at the examples, you know, um, and it's wild because I I can't even remember his name off the top of my head, which just shows you how how the influencer life works. There was one person who I'm for the only thing that's popping in my head right now was five percent. Um, he's in one of the generation iron documentaries his brand was the five percent um and he was huge and everybody looked up to him and he died
3: mm-hmm.
1: he's like i knew i know what i'm doing and i'm doing it um let me see if i could pull his name the five five percent nation what the hell's his name um five percenter five percenter five percenter who's that guy five percenter guy let me google it like that okay that's definitely not what i'm looking for okay (laughs) you can you can totally look it up um and i might be totally wrong with five percenter but if you just google um supplement influencer dead he's probably gonna pop up
2: yeah
1: um He was one of the largest people who was building one of the largest brands. He had some of the largest muscles, never competed in an Olympia. You know, like never, all all the things that you're looking at from a competitive standpoint was not a part of that. But all these people that are, are rushing into a gym to be that person, he's dead. So let's look at the truth of what is actually healthy to do what is um, relevant to do like listen Mm -hmm. you can change your diet a lot of times i'm very very old school like when i'm dieting i'm like chicken and rice because i know it and i'm dumb and it's easy for me to just go i made a bunch of chicken and rice and i lay them out and it's easy that way
0: but that being said right when it comes to like i using the word diet right but like when it comes to like making a change for your healthier lifestyle. Let's just go with that one. Like everybody loves because social media loves that phrase, right? Okay. Um, like doing, trying to be healthier and making things really complicated makes it really, really hard to do, right? So like yes. you look at like RP strength, right? And they give you, this is the amount of protein you're going to eat for this meal. This is the amount of carbs, this is the amount of fats, this is the amount of whatever, right? If you're sitting there like, okay, well, I got broccoli and I got chicken, but I also have this ninety percent lean beef, and then I have, you know, like these potatoes. It's like, okay, well, calm down for a second. Now you're adding too much into one thing, right?
1: Like, yep.
0: the reason chicken and rice all was of a doing you're making,
1: it, like chili con bullshit, right? But then all of a sudden, it's really
0: hard to hit those macros too. And if you're starting to lose weight and you're starting to do anything like that, do not go to macros. Like, make it very, very simple, like the calories in, calories out thing. We'll talk about that with somebody else that we're getting on eventually, but. Um, Like the chicken and rice is so The reason they do it is because it's like I know what it is I'm hitting the numbers perfectly yep. And I don't have to think about it It's just that And yeah. it's, it, it's 1, shaving, off the, shaving off the fat Right as everyone says Like you're shaving off the, the excess stressors That could add more bullshit to your day That you don't have to worry about It's like okay I grilled up some chicken and rice And I marinated in, in fucking it. olive oil and lemon juice And here's a cup of rice That's the done The
1: main way that I ran like when this pandemic started the first thing that i did was go i need tequila and i need edibles because that's the only way i'm getting through this fucking thing Um, (laughs) but before i knew it like the daily things that you do burn a lot of calories running to take my daughter to school burned calories i wasn't doing that anymore all of a sudden. I'm burning half the calories that I normally would because I'm not going outside. And then you're supplementing that with tequila and snacks and all that stuff. I went from like 280 to 320 like that. And then when I was like, finally, I was like, wow, that staircase was really difficult. I was like, okay, this shit's got to stop. And I went to Costco and they have, um, I think it's Simple Foods or something like that. It's there's packets, they're like 90 calories each. Um, It's brown rice and quinoa. Mm -hmm. You literally just open it a little bit, you put it in the microwave for 90 seconds. The 90 is not calories, it's seconds. See, I'm remembering the numbers. (laughs) You put it in for 90 seconds. I grilled up chicken, I had a huge bag of vegetables. And I just... Literally, it's just diet planning was pulling out as much Tupperware as possible. It was like eight ounces of chicken, this, that, and that, that's it. That's yeah. it. And then in the morning, it's like you're going to do egg whites, some spinach, and just chill. And you're going to do coffee and water only. And I went from the 320 back to the 280 in like a month because I started walking more and started doing all these things. But I, you cut out the bullshit. Yeah. So, if, if it's simpler for you, like I would always tell people, just do the most simple thing possible. Like my goal overall is to get to 189, and 189 seems like the weirdest fucking number in the world, but that's what I was when I wrestled freshman year in high school. Okay. So I very simply, I'm like, chicken, rice, workout, 189, dirt, I'm done. Um, and I got a Peloton. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, that's. But the wild thing is, getting the Peloton, you get the Peloton and you're reading through the thing. And I looked at it and I was like, oh, you're too fat to get on the Peloton. I had to diet to be able to get to Peloton weight. So it's like, they, they have like the, the max capacity load. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're looking in a mirror and you're like, you fat bitch, like, <laughs> come on. Uh, so like all those things, like I've yo-yoed with weight so much mm-hmm. that I constantly the way for me to do to do it simple because it's I know that it's healthy I don't have to think too much and I can eat whatever the hell I want whereas like my wife has like the the heart problem her diet is very specific yeah where it's like ounces and macros and all those things and I can't wrap my head around it because she's like you know you need to put like um Half a cup of egg whites, and like this, and I'm like, "What? Why can't can I just make you eggs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like You know what I mean? Like, can I just scramble up two eggs. Yeah. Um, but that that's the wild thing of where kind of the the area that I exist. Mm-hmm. Um. So, and then you have kids that puts on weight immediately because all of a sudden you're like the crust of the peanut butter and jelly, like that's that's lunch, bro. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I don't want to waste that. And like you become the garbage disposal for your (laughs) children. So weighing all those things is the same. And then, you know, like I said, I look at guys like Ronnie Coleman and that as like this, this Mecca of crazy body where I don't want to be that big, but I would love to have that definition, Mm -hmm. you know? So how do I get there? And what resources do I have? Right, right. And that's why I, when, I, when I go to a gym, it's very, very simple. It's, you know, you're doing lat pull downs, you're doing this, you're doing that. Like, but that's I run with machines. That's what I'm you like,
0: should be doing, though. Like, yeah. I mean, maybe not the machine things. This is this is the sports. This is like the strength and conditioning sports side of me being like the machines are good for one thing. But like but again, like general fitness and I want to have this conversation with somebody I want to get somebody that's like top tier personal trainer. Right. Because the difference between like fitness training, competitive general fitness, like, I think all of those are very, very different in my personal opinion. Oh, yeah. Um Because, I mean, like you said, like, you look at the competitive side of stuff and you look at, like, okay, he was a police officer and he's winning Olympias. Like, that combination yeah. is absurd. And the amount of work it's putting for that is different. imagine that guy walking different.
1: up to your house. Yeah. Like, imagine being arrested by that guy.
0: Excuse me. Like, 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 Jesus, like... Here's my money. Like guy's resisting. No, not like, at all. And if you are, you're down, you That's
1: know? That's a thing, like, I would sometimes get into all right i'm not gonna use machines i'm gonna go for dumbbells last time i did it i don't know why i did this stupidest fucking thing i've ever done in my life incline bench and i just go all right and i just lay down with 200 pound dumbbells i'm like i'm gonna do presses i don't know why i did this not my capacity at all i don't know what the fuck's happening (laughs) and i got like three quarters of the way up and i'm like what are you doing yeah like, it's so stupid. i felt my arms just fucking dropping i was like i just dropped them and like i was like i'm never touching these things again like,
0: but, that, but like it's the, not happen like keep it simple and stupid right like when i like went through my certification yeah. and stuff like that like that was one of the biggest things they were saying like even when it comes to because like college athletes if you're listening this is not in an offense but most of your strength and conditioning coaches we see you guys and like half of you are there for education and this and we're like how are you guys like this stupid sometimes like this is very simple it's very whatever and like it's still too complicated sometimes like for us simple might be something different right but like going in and being very smart of like i'm gonna push i'm gonna press i'm gonna hinge i'm gonna squat i'm gonna carry and keeping those very simple things especially at the beginning to like rebuild up And like the whole like add five pounds thing every week, see how that goes for a little bit, right? And then take time after every four or six weeks, go back for a little bit, let yourself recover, choose the next exercises for the next cycle, and then go back up, right? Like that constant just rotation, you know. But um
1: and it yeah, man. That's the thing is that so much stuff can evolve, but so much stuff stays the same. Mm -hmm. Where like when I was, you know, I think when I was preparing to be or trying to become a cop or a firefighter um, when I was going to powerhouse it was you, know, you gotta do five minutes of cardio to warm up and then you fucking slam the weights Yeah. <laughs> you know and then like after you've done slam the weights do like another five minutes on the treadmill cool down Like yeah. it's just a, a whole other thing and like you're, you're adding weight and you're saying okay what's my upper limit and I'm gonna push past my upper limit and all those different things we're one thousand percent not healthy
0: at all. Well, this is like, where we see like Ronnie with even... the surgeries and stuff, right? Like it yeah, worked for him. One thousand percent. It worked really, really well, obviously, because he got where he is, but the guy's fucking walking into the gym to squat with crutches. Like yeah. he's gotten to that point and now you... where he's done so much damage long term without having somebody to be able to look at you and be like, You're moving poorly because of this. So we if because like There's a big thing, like, I don't know if you know who Mike Isriotel is with, like, RP Strength and Charlie Jung. Yeah. So I'll send you their links so you can take a look at them. But they're – so Dr. Mike, their biggest thing is, like, they started, like, a full range of motion, like, full ROM gang kind of, like, thing, right? But you can get better stimulus and better muscle growth if you focus on movement and focus on full ranges of motion, right? Because you're getting the muscle to actually do a full – exactly what it's supposed to do, right? So, like, if you had these guys that – and, sure, all of us are going to have issues. We're human, right? Like, 20 years, 28 years, 38 years of our lives and moving in a specific way, starting to get in shape, there's going to be some shit that we fucked up. It's, oh, just, yeah. it's nature of the beast, right? And, like, they've gotten so much growth and so much just out of them and their clients and stuff like that by stepping back and being like, we're going to retrain you how to move and then we're going to push forward more and more, right? And just, like, instant, like, and, like, that's starting to happen with training conditioning, too. Like, you focus on better movement with certain movements, and then what's going to apply directly to their sport. And then all of a sudden, it's just, like, kids are like, oh, coach, all my pain's gone. Oh, coach, like, I had cheerleaders when I was out at Purdue, right? And they were like, coach, I've never been able to stunt for so long and not get tired. And I'm like, well, because you're doing something that's, like like facilitating those movements for you like you're doing something that actually applies to what you need right and you look at gamers and streamers and guys like you who are like a lot of the time we're in desks for a long period of time right even now as a coach like i'm doing a lot of online stuff so i'm starting to slouch over more my hips are getting tight right like what you guys might need or what we might need might not be like oh this movement needs to be better but a focus on Okay, I'm gonna focus on doing certain movements that are gonna focus on getting my posture better and opening up my hips in certain ways. So that my lower back gets out. Let me do more glute work. Like
1: Yeah. And I could rant on this for another two hours. You point. know what I mean? But because you need to. Because yeah. I mean legitimately, like I've been, you know, so bound to desks or like really couches because it's like working from home I'm like i'm just sitting on couch yeah. it's just easier that like you know when we were getting my basement done i had to move a whole bunch of stuff my hips were shot mm-hmm. for days after moving stuff out and it's like the one <clears throat> the one almost saving grace that i've always had is um and I, it goes back to wrestling i don't know if you've ever seen diamond dallas pages yoga yes um, DDP yoga yeah it is it's half yoga, half workout, or I would say 75% yoga, 25% workout. And the the immediate effect on me is a, a phenomenal. Like it will change how I feel, how I'm walking, how loose I am within a day. Mm-hmm. And I just immediately was like okay well I have to do this to to get through here and I have like the old 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 videos because I'm cheap as shit (laughs) and I I bought it when he was calling it I think YRG it was like yoga for real guys and I'm like I like I have to put it in a dvd player like it's I'm, it's yeah. I'm so old. Like I should just buy the new ship. And I'm like, fuck that. No. I'm <laughs> like, until I can buy it on like Apple TV. Yeah. Which he's still selling DVDs. Like DDP, if you're listening, fucking put it on Apple TV. Like, come <laughs> on, dude. Um, it's just so ridiculous. Um, like those things are ridiculously helpful. If you watch the one video of the, the guy that he had, uh who was a paratrooper who was walking with braces because he messed up his knees too many jumps just got fat his doctors was like you're not walking unassisted ever again and he went to all these people and they basically they hung up on him they were like this i'm not gonna be able to help you yeah and ddp was like i gotta figure out a way to help this guy and the video goes through and this guy just trying getting better and better and building and building and building the end of the video this dude's running yeah, he is flat out running. And he's a trainer for them. Like, and the it's, it's diet and changing kind of who you are, because as somebody who's always been huskier, I know the feeling of going up and I know the feeling of coming down. Me. Mm-hmm. And I know that I always feel better when I'm coming down. Me. Like last night, I know that I had a little bit too much candy. And today I feel like Fucking
0: garbage.
1: Mm-hmm. Like you know, so but part
0: of that's balance too, right? Like yeah. being able to be like, you know what, like eating really well, like eighty five percent of the time. Let's just say, even seventy five percent of the time, right? Eating as healthy as you can, and then being like, oh, I want to, I want fucking five guys today, and ordering five, like that's okay, yeah. and being okay with that is big. We're into the weeby gamey stuff now, okay? Like, obviously, you've been in this career forever, right? Like, favorite yeah. game, least favorite game. Are you into anime? Like all of these things get at it
1: favorite game um campaign the original modern warfare okay multiplayer modern warfare 2
2: yeah okay i understand Um, that
1: the most emotional moment i've had in a game gear 2 um and spoiler i mean it's been out for a fucking decade (laughs) if you have a problem with it off um but when dom finds his wife hmm. and he immediately sees maria for the beautiful woman that she is and it, you know then it flashes to that reality of her being a fucking zombie um and him having to offer i literally i was playing the entire night i was playing with a friend of mine uh we were co oping the campaign and it was probably like five or six in the morning when we got to that and i was like bro i need to take a walk um still yeah, affects yeah. Me to this day. And then we joked about it afterward because you hear like the, the bull talk go off. And then um I was like, it should have been a different weapon. Like he should have used like the torque bow. Like you hear it just cranking up and then uh-huh. just it, And Marcus turns around, like, what the fuck? Why'd you use that? Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was uh the, the main ones. Uh currently it's I mainly play Warzone. Um I and I mainly played the Modern Warfare version. The Black Ops version, there's just little tweaks that I like Modern Warfare more. Okay, um, the interesting. Pacing, the speed, the guns, I like it a little bit more. Um, anime never got into it. Okay. Uh, never kind of like everybody was like Pokemon. I was like, I don't trust that thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, my main vices have been kind of shooters, cover-based shooters, um, and then pro wrestling has been kind of uh the the big thing that i've held on to since i was a kid um yeah. and I'm still watching it sucks without crowds it's fucking hard to watch yeah. without crowds um but you know so much so that i always wanted to try and get a job with wwe i did oh. interview there um, and being in their lobby sitting in front of a statue of Andre the Giant is just very, very intimidating.
3: I'm sure, yeah. Uh,
1: and you look across and I think there was a statue of Warrior and then also a statue of Roddy Piper. Um, and I think now there's one of Flair, but um, the building I always, when I used to go to my cousins when I was a kid, we would have to drive past the building and I'd be like, Hulk Hogan lives there. <laughs> uh, so yeah i mean those have been like the main things and then i'm a huge movie dude okay. um you know kind of obscene i think on itunes i own like 400 movies hell yeah okay um, and because they always have those 499 deals and I'm mm. like, i'll watch it two times um so uh the oceans 11 movies are probably the the best ones that i've liked yeah. um and then I'll get into kind of documentaries, go down different rabbit holes. Um, also, comedians, um, stand-up comedy. Um, Tom Segura, Bert Kreischer, Dave Chappelle, um, Joe Rogan. Those dudes are yeah, absolutely yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just finished watching on Showtime. They had a documentary about the Comedy Store in okay. Hollywood, um, and just I mean the onset of that like that is the mecca of places where it's like you had everybody from Richard Pryor and Robin Williams going through there Chappelle Chris Rock yeah this, that I was really happy because last year I went to the game awards in LA and I was so happy that I was able to Go to the comedy store before all of this happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And having that one night where, you know, going there and the lineup was like Ian Edwards, Mark Maron, Joe Rogan, uh, Steve Byrne, Aris Hamilton, and like you paid ten bucks to get in and you got to buy two drinks, so you spend thirty bucks. Yeah, but you'd spend three hundred on tickets just to see those guys, Um, and just that vibe that the the main room at the comedy store insane so i mean those are pretty much my vices and then you know when olympia rolls around like i'll keep up with the bodybuilding world but now as we get into olympia week seeing all the news it's it sucks because there's just not a lot of reporting on it and it's just it's like you want it to be something that it's not right it's so weird so yeah lots of fun
0: (laughs) oh man cool so i mean time time to plug your name where people can find you if anyone you yeah. know stuff like that so um,
1: it's it's at dan hevia on twitter don't be offended i use a lot of names and bad <laughs> words um i also have instagram at dan hevia i tried to i lock all of these things like all of these names down um because instagram there's another dan hevia in san francisco um and he had the name for a while and then he deleted his instagram and now i own it bitch there it is um so um yeah So those are the the main ones, and then obviously, uh, Ad Power Spike is the company. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're ever streaming, sign up. You could sign up with zero viewers, and as you grow, we'll try to help you along as well. So that's uh, those are the big parts of stuff.
0: Cool, 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 cool. Well, we didn't, we didn't. I mean, we're gonna have to get you back on. There's so much to talk about. This went forever, you know. So. 1,000%. We'll, uh,
1: Whatever yeah. you want, I'll be there.
0: Hell yeah. All right. I got some other ideas for you, too. So we'll, we'll, we'll maybe get you into anime a little bit or yeah. something for you. We'll figure okay. it out.
1: Oh, shit. If you have me in, in like a crunchy roll hole, we're going to have a problem.
0: Don't worry. Oh, don't worry. I got, I got a plan for you. I already know exactly what I'm going to show you. I already have it. So, <laughs> I'm everybody. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I appreciate you, Dan. Thank you so much for coming on, my man. Appreciate you. Thanks, man. All right. Love we'll to rip some. To Likewise. Yeah, for sure. We'll rip some Warzone soon, huh?
1: Yeah, I, right. I mean, I think I, I don't know what the hell my name is on Activision. It's Hevia with a bunch of numbers. All
0: right, we'll figure it but out. But
1: maybe right. I'll pin it to my Twitter. There we go. There you go. All right, man. All right, man. Appreciate Good you so much. To you.
0: Yeah, we'll talk soon. All right, be safe. Yeah. Bye.